A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. What's up, signers? Before we get into this week's episode, we have, you guessed it, more reviews, baby. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, If you aren't aware, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the podcast. Uh, It might take us a minute to to get to it, but we'll read it. We will. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you haven't left us a review, maybe this will change your mind. Uh, Let's read them. I feel like a game show host right now. Uh, this first in t- this first review comes from Gem Sun Leo Moon Gem Rising. Love it. Uh, it's entitled "Love the Podcast." I just discovered this podcast a week ago, and I've listened to way too many episodes. <laughs> LOL. Love you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank you. Was- I love it. Thank Shows you. Perfect. Cute. Thank you so much, Gem Sun Leo Moon Gem Rising. Cute. This next review is from Julia. Julia, you're writing reviews. On, oh, I'm just kidding. There's a Libra symbol, a Scorpio symbol, and the little lion symbol. And this that ain't me. That review is called Gateway Pod. Ooh. I don't know why, but podcasts in general were something I, I were something I tried to get into, but just didn't come naturally for this Libra Sun Scorpio Rising Leo Moon. This one changed my mind. The hilarious banter absolutely makes me feel like I'm hanging with friends, and I love how they balance diving deep while keeping it fun and approachable. Are my signs showing? I cook at a restaurant, and in the midst of quarantine solitude, it has been such a de- such a welcome distraction. Speaking of which, I'm going to take you up on these shout-outs. Please head to saverestaurants.com to voice your support to help all of us in restaurants be there for you when this is all over. 
Also, my BFF, who drew me my very first birth chart by hand to start an amazing IG with beautifully designed astro lessons, and I think signers would love it, at matriarch.charts on Instagram. Love you, ladies, and thank you for being a light in these strange times. Oh, cool. Well, thank you, Julia. Oh, my God. I'm so honored to be in a restaurant kitchen. Cute. And also, let's say yes. it again. That's saverestaurants.com for our people our peeps and friends working in the service industry restaurants. And then I, I, I recognize matriarch charts. I know we follow each other, but at matriarch dot charts on Instagram. Thanks, Julia. Yes. Thank Check you. It out. Thank you. Your next review comes from Deb K web R and it's titled W I S wait, what? Um, Capricorn. This, that's a Capricorn, right? Capricorn mm-hmm. sun, Libra moon, Libra rising emojis i've only been listening to daily pods less than a year i had a really solid base of perfect pods but lacked a conversational (laughs) astrology pod not just planets signs houses and aspects conversation someone made this recommendation and i subscribed immediately a couple of weeks later i thanked the recommender for leading me to wys and um it actually wasn't wys they'd suggested what (laughs) whoa i'm freaking capricorn how did i botch that I still don't know, but I did check out the actual recommended pod, and well, no thank you. I'm well, ah! here. <laughs> it's exactly what I needed. I love the overarching perspective of WIS. Definitely not a cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all, pigeonhole astrology pod. Everything, alignments, aspects, retrogrades, everything is delivered in a YMMV, take what resonates and leave the rest kind of way. Hit that subscribe button, then hit five stars. This one's a keeper. Whoa. Thank you. Oh, I love this. It's hard to impress a cap. I know. I know. I'm feeling. And also, like, the sh- the shade thrown it in such a classy way. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Stunning review right there. That's how you Well, do we're it, glad. I know that you're not glad that you made a mistake, but we're glad that you made a mistake. <laughs> because it led you to us. So everything is always perfect. You're my um, favorite mistake. Dash yes, Cheryl thank Crow. you. Um, this next review, Uh-oh. I was like, oh, it's me. Uh, this next review comes to us from Leo Lovegrove. Ooh. Uh, oh. It's entitled, Lisa, I'm a Scorpio son. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> says, this is a fun, I'm doing air quotes, astrology podcast, but rare, isn't it? I so appreciate the host's passion for astrology along with their cultural critique. I tend not to relate to people who take themselves too seriously, but these three hosts are full of humor and insight. I love the cheeses of astrology episode. Now, Lisa, I love what you have to say. Never change. All three of you inspire me to be my full self, which is quite full. So my son is Scorpio at zero degrees, but my Saturn, Pluto, and Venus are all in Libra. I think that makes a stellium. Uh, Saturn, Pluto, Libra. Yeah. Uh, and Mars and Uranus, Neptune are all in Sagittarius. What a fireball. Capricorn moon and Leo rising is in the mix too. If you didn't know me, you'd think I was a handful. And if you knew me, you'd be right. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I also think I've got a softness. I don't know where it comes from. Is it my T-square? Will you do an episode on that? I love learning with you, feeling a few steps behind, but laughing my way through and gaining further self-awareness. This is the podcast we need for our new world. Whoa. I'm going to cry. I love you so much. Much. Whoa! I thought that, you were gonna say that. I always like a mean to Scorpios or something. I'm so scared. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, so it's much. like a Scorpio litmus test of like, can you handle anything? I got. I don't know. I'm a, do you, are you hard on Scorpio? I don't. I don't find you hard. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I earlier. Do, I am. The, I am, but not 
I don't think I do it that much on air. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, but that, most of my really close friends are Scorpios, so that's why. The Scorpios that can take criticism, though, that's like a that's like a Mortal Combat level that you have to unlock as a Scorpio because I think, and I think Taurus too. I, I again, this is the polarity. We are not fans of the criticism naturally. We don't organically grow from it. So I think it's if it's something that you can take as fuel to be like a higher version of yourself like chef's kiss great review um so sweet oh oh well i guess there's another review isn't there from nepitz <laughs> called love your pop it had a quick question with the uh the moon emoji Th- oh god thoughts on the fact that our current president is a 22 degree gemini during this gemini venus retrograde i find that interesting and maybe important but i'm newer to astro so i was wondering if you guys had any in- thoughts about it anyways love 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 your pod i'm a leo sun cat moon sag rising with a strong emphasis on the cat moon first house and i enjoy listening to you ladies so much <sighs> oh i have so many thoughts on this well and also we're, after, we're out of this period too so we have a little retrospect time don't we obviously everyone knows we're not a fan of the uh current president but i do think that we are seeing a bit of um like running out of steam happening right now and we're recording in uh, like july 5th today so you know we've had a few things that where i'm like that, that venus is slowing him down i think Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. This is like, again, I think the 45s chart is one that everyone's interested in, right? Because I think there is some disbelief of how did this all come to be? What is this thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Venus, Gemini Venus retrograde. I mean, he's always golfing. So I don't know. Like, I can't really give, like, I don't know if there's much to say. You know what I mean? Like, he's... he's <laughs> He's yeah. like, he's just so been, true. he's just been doing the same old shit forever. But are we as intellectuals and during a Venus retrograde time, even more acutely aware that this person doesn't really communicate any information? I mean, again, I feel like nothing is new in any of this. I agree with the steam. And I think, um, I think some of his supporters are maybe getting a little more insight of how, uh, during a crisis, how totally fucked we are and that there isn't a savior, even the one that they decided was their savior. Again, I don't know if this answers any questions or if it it, it relates to the Venus retrograde at all now with some retrospect. I'm trying to think of anything happened to him particularly during that time period, but not really. This little drink water with one hand. Yeah, this little shit's been hiding, basically. And he keeps golfing. So, no, I think he's... I think he wants a retrograde-ass summer of leisure, and everyone else is uh, dying. And, um, again, don't know if I'm answering a question here, but... <laughs> well, I think it's that thing of, like, I... Uh, yes, is it interesting? Absolutely. And are we seeing some... Is there Are there explanations that could be like, oh, yeah, this is Venus retrograde, you know, over his seventh house? uh you know sort of thing or you know he's sag moon not seventh um it's leo rising yeah but it's like yeah are there i hate other that things? i knew that i know i know i was like i was I pretending like i blocked it out of my brain but i like also did it but it's also this thing where i do think that astrology is a little bit flawed in its in its you i know that it is used for prediction and it's used for these kinds of things and also like 
you don't need to know that the president is a 22 degrees Gemini and there, there's a Venus retrograde happening to know that he's a fucking idiot and he's not <laughs> handling this well. Is that is that evidenced in the astrology? Yes. But is it because of the astrology? No, because someone else can be a 22 Gemini and not be a fucking criminal well, president. And take it. You know what I mean? And all it's not, None of those things are one to one relationships. So how are we? I think it, we don't know. We are not the president. We are not in his close cadre of people either. So we can't know how he's feeling about these things. And I think that Venus retrograde specifically is about like what we value mm-hmm. and and are we seeing his values on display? Absolutely. But have we been seeing them this whole time? Yeah. Is this just like a heightened example? And are we now re- are we in the context of reevaluating? Yes. Also, like, was he connecting with old friends on the golf course? Maybe. I don't know. Again, sure. like, there's all of these things. But also, I think, and I feel like we've probably talked about this before. When someone has this chart but they grew up in a racist family of land barons. Um, they've Again, he's been existing the same way he's been existing since he was born, in a place of power and privilege and racism. Could you be a Gemini sun, uh, Sag moon, Leo rising person that grew up maybe with like a family of environmentalists who works for people and is charming and uses those, those things that this guy has obviously that has worked to his benefit. And could you use them for good? Absolutely. But I think this is the important thing to remember that you could have all these exact same chart as him be born on the same day, whatever. And if you're a, like, a black trans woman, you're going to have a different experience as a Gemini sun, (laughs) Sag moon, Mm -hmm. Leo rising. So again, uh, yeah, I think he's just lived his life exactly the way he like he's wanted to and probably feels no effects of that. So I don't think he really felt Venus retrograde probably much more than, you know, he's definitely not. Yeah, yeah his wife hates him. And now him. he's feeling like, much newer. Although I he, will he's say. probably not happy. Yeah. I will say his his face and hair, if we're speaking purely Venus, and I know that this is like a don't stoop to their level thing, but right, he has been looking here. more haggard, more haggard than normal. So I feel like someone I'm made a joke stu- about I'm like down a, to stoop always, just FYI. Yeah, I, I mean, he like looks like self, shit. Always. A self tanner has been much more evident. It's like bad bronzer contour work that whoever's been doing his faces before these speeches also, he's, can you feeling, so, he's feeling that retrograde. I, don't think he, I also think he doesn't wear masks, one, because he's an absolute moron, racist, piece of shit, loser, please, like, fall off a cliff. But also probably because I think the tanner would get on the mask, too. So I feel like there's, oh, like, yeah, a mask, and it probably would fuck up his hairpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's probably all, too all much it. behind his ears. But like also, can't put a... <laughs> I can't. But, I can't. <laughs> well, wait. Also, during Venus retrograde, I feel like some papers did come out about his more of his Epstein stuff with like sex trafficking and um, you know, raping minors and whatnot. Not that that was new information, but I think people were re reminded that he is mm-hmm. obviously um, a rapist. So, yeah, I think that yeah. maybe came up again. But also, was, again, we we knew this. Again, is it important for him? I don't know. We, can, we can't ask him. Um, I but mean, I think Susan, Susan to. you should listen to, to our know. Susan Miller episode because I think we talk about his chart a little bit at the end. And sadly, Susan's like, this loser has a blessed chart and it fucking sucks. And I was like, yeah. Yep. So, um, I love a controversial review, though. That I love a thank you for that wormhole. Uh, Appreciate you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Next review comes from Catherine F R N C S, and it's titled "A Wild Ride," in the best way. 
Uh, <laughs> WIS is the only podcast I make sure to listen to every Monday. I find myself cackling at the host banter and taking their astrological insights into my personal practice. The Taurus Taurus Sag energy of this podcast is hilarious. Verging on foot and mouth at moments, yes. <laughs> but yeah. that's what makes it super relatable as someone with a Taurus sun and Sag rising in their natal chart. Cute. I came for the astrology and stayed for the hot takes. Don't sleep on this podcast. Aw, yes. thank you. I love it. Thank you, guys. I love it. Thank you. We love it. We simply love to hear it. Um, thank you so much for your reviews. Again, if you haven't done one, consider it. It makes us feel so good. It also helps us, uh, you know, get found by new people in chart and all of those, you know, algorithm internet shit. type types of things. Um, but mostly we just love hearing from you and it really does um, warm our hearts and brighten our days. We're so grateful for anyone who's taken the time to do this. It really means a lot. Um, so keep them, keep them coming if you got them, uh, and please enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the L.A. Alfresco 2 of this oh podcast. Oh, my God. Yes. Alfresco. I've, like, taught Pablo what the word alfresco meant before the shutdown because I'd always be like, oh, I wish more places were alfresco. And he'd be like, you're the only person that calls this stuff alfresco. It's just outdoor dining. And now L.A., if you don't know, they're pushing for the alfresco push, but I think L.A. should call it La Fresco, L.A. Fresco. Lose the Al. It's L.A. Al Fresco, too. It should be L.A. Fresco. This is the second iteration of this. <laughs> they are not changing it. La, Fres- uh, La Fresco. It That's should be L.A. Fre- LA, LA Fresco. Fresco. Yes. Not oh, L.A. Al Fresco. There, no one's even doing the Al Fresco the way that it's supposed to fresco. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny to me to watch this, um, all the frescoing. Fresco, baby. The fresco. It's so problematic. I love it so much. One day, one day we'll be Europe. Just kidding. I mean, <laughs> one day we'll have bike lanes. Just kidding. <laughs> we have bike lanes. They're, they're that's like just we're good supposed bike to be frescoing the flex lanes. Oh yeah, I've heard out. about the flex lanes. I haven't seen anyone doing it, but I've never heard about a flex lane in my damn life until this time period. I uh, forget that you don't you don't drive really. I don't yeah. drive really. I really don't. I've been driving. I haven't driven even my scooter. I've like b- taken out maybe like once or twice since March. Dang. I've been really Are you scared. Are you I'm scared a to little go back? scared now. Like honestly, I'm a little scared. I keep. Yeah, I, it's just been so long. And but initially there was no cars out, so I felt even safer than normal. And then the traffic quickly picked back up. And now, I mean, I just started it today just to keep the motor fresh, but. Yeah, I, it's it's just been a minute. I've really been in a, like a mile square radius for the most part, and typically walking on foot. 
getting I mean, I'm already kind of a scaredy cat in the car in general. Nah. You I know need- me. I love I got that got the need for speed, baby. I love being behind <laughs> the wheel. Well <laughs> I'm out and about, but my car doesn't have AC, so it's a real issue. I did go to Malibu today though. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Get it boot. How was it? Animals. All the animals are gone. Oh, the really? Air quality's terrible. It's just kind of sad. It's really crowded. I know. It's almost like right now, like the summer energy feels like crowded carnival. Like it just doesn't yeah. feel like that wee summer. Like it's open. It feels very like the nasty carnival by the freeway right now. <laughs> it's because that's what it is. I don't know. It's like so, it got so hot all of a sudden. I'm dying. I'm dying I, right now. I feel like we were just talking about what a nice, like leisurely June, gloomy June we were having. And now it's just like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. The, on heat, the heat is on baby the heat is on we had a heat streak for a moment then it went away and then it felt cal- like there was a calmness and now it's hot again the fucking tree outside my window is dropping fruits the flies are near Yuck. near due i know they're coming and you know i had that spree last year where i killed 80 flies in one sitting windex style sorry to any PETA people <laughs> if you're uh if you're very fly conscious but it was just like the exorcist in my house and I know it's coming I just know it's coming again I just feel like there's so much you know you just like you deal with the heat because you can still do all kinds of things and there's like ways to (laughs) I keep wanting to say beat the heat but it reminds (laughs) me there's ways to beat the heat dress up gang uh if you haven't watched the dress up gang please do uh but they say that all the time they're always like gotta beat the heat uh (laughs) but we just like can't do any of the Uh, things I don't know it's it's like really I feel like I have been and uh, I don't want to say like quarantine's catching up with me but I do think like the monotony we talked about this a little bit last week too the just Mm -hmm. the not having options of things to do I feel like I'm starting to want to kind of do things again I feel like I was very chill for all of it where it's just like, nope, we can't do things. We can't do things. And now I'm like, I want to do something. Well, it's because like- things are happening. I And again, like, it does feel like fucking Groundhog's Day. I can't tell what I've talked about before. I mean, that's also not really much different than quarantine. Sorry, Gemini Mercury. I'm going to repeat a story or two. But now if you're in the camp of, like, hunkering down still, but you see images of people doing things, you're like, it, the energy's just off. Like, no one's on yeah. that same page. So before when we all agreed, it was like, okay, we all agree. And now none of us agree. We're all doing all sorts of different shit. Everyone's at a different phase of how they feel or what they're practicing as far as pandemics go. I was even, I was talking to my astrology cohort. I had class earlier today and I was just kind of bitching, if you will, about how like a lot of like astrology stuff I'm seeing online is so like see, this is what America gets. This was all predicted. Look at what the path of America is. And it's like, but wait, these planets are moving at a global, like this is hap- these transits are happening throughout the world, but it's just us here in the United States that it seems to be like forecasted specifically for like, of course, look at this surge. And of course, look at this. And it's like, but wait, no, the, but Mars is in, is in Aries like everywhere. <laughs> so like, why, why here? And I guess, it can be maybe calculated with the United States chart if you wanted yes. to like look at that kind of stuff. But also, I don't know, the USA chart, I have like back and forth on that because I know it's 
that moment that like the white dude said, this is what, this is the United States of America. But I'm curious, like what um, the United States real chart is. Cause you know, like that's so well, like they decided this, I don't know. But, but also America is founded by it's on stolen land from white dudes. So that, tra- I think that that's the does, marker of like officiating this America. We do need to go by that chart because that's what it's representative of. It's not like the, it's not the continent of North America that wasn't we're like Pangea we're looking, popping. Yeah. Off. <laughs> I think too, like it depends on the question you're asking. I mean, if we're talking about political structures and things like that, I think it makes sense to look at, the mm-hmm. chart that was establishing a mm. political structure. I think if we're talking about the people of America, obviously we're not going to look at, there are going to be generational differences. That's why we have our own natal charts to refer to as well. And, you know, looking at, I, I think a lot of the times with those generational planets, and one of the reasons I find them very interesting is because I think I find the way that they relate to me very interesting, but I don't for a lot of the time I'm looking at natal charts, ours or other people's think, oh, well, how does this affect our generation? Like we think of, oh, well, I have Saturn in Capricorn in the eighth house. So for me, it manifests this way. Well, it's like, well, it's manifesting that way for a whole bunch of people. And so like, I think taking a a broader look on some of those things can be really valuable as far as things like this go structures and policies and and establishment of countries and flags and you know down and ones you know fighting to for some reason keep etc i just i think it's yes i totally agree with that and there's been some good stuff lately um past guest uh shakira Taborn had a had a has a great series on talking about Saturn and generations and millennials and um, those different kind of like influences and we talked about that with six also about Pluto Scorpio generation and that sort of thing. I just think anytime any as much as I know that astrology is used for prediction and repeating myself, forgive me. It's just like it's not the best use of it, and it's like yeah, you can find. I think that you can find things to be like, yes, America deserved this. It's in the chart. But that doesn't necessarily tell us anything about the conditions. It just makes it sound so like fatalistic and so um, like it. it, I I don't want it to like take responsibility away instead of like giving context of like hey, we're right now, what's happening? This makes sense because these are the energies that are happening because, you know, we're Pluto in opposition to the sun, to the sun of the, I can't, I don't have the America's chart memorized, so I can't say exactly <laughs> what transits are happening. I know we're having a Pluto return in 2022, but it's like, we don't know what that means. So you can't point to, be, until it happens, we just mm. know what, we know what a Pluto return what those energies might suggest, what, what the context of that is, but to say, oh, the, you know, the increased awareness about the Black Lives Matter movement becoming a global movement is, is evidenced in the chart. It's like no one could have looked at that and seen that until they saw what it was. And then you can look back and see maybe some more literal articulations in a chart. But I just think it doesn't, it doesn't, um, like give astrology the the 
I don't know. It just makes it sound like a dumb thing or like a <laughs> thing that you can't engage with as opposed to a thing that's really active that you can engage with a lot and has a bunch of interpretations and a bunch of different uses and applications if it can be used big and small and all of those things and just saying like, yeah, we got this is what was supposed to happen. It's like, I think cool, then what's I, the point of looking at it? Mm-hmm. I have not heard anyone say that uh, America deserved this because of astrology. I personally have not seen that take. Oh, so, no. No, no not, not deserved, but I guess that these... That saying like, oh, we had like, this was in the chart or whatever, which I don't use astrology that way, so I just kind of scroll past that stuff. I yeah. guess my my long story short is, I need more international astrologers in my feed is what I'm realizing because I feel like a lot of the interpretations and news I'm seeing feels very nationalistic and kind of closed minded to some degree for me. And I'm it almost feels like how the United States handles news in general. It is very sure. just the United States and that's it. And I'm I'm just I'm curious for any of our people out of country your favorite astrologers in your home country or from around the globe, just because I don't know, this is just something I was thinking of today, just how American, I guess, my my feed felt in terms of, especially in terms of astrology, like, and that's something I would want to broaden. So uh, I give sense. everyone, give me everyone some homework if they want yeah. help, to help, help a dumb bitch out and, uh, fresh my, <laughs> and freshen up my goddamn feed. No, I think that that makes that makes sense. And I think that that's like the, you know, America is a cancer in that way. I think that we also can be in our own world and kind of Mm. uh, not pay attention to other things in that same way. And, And because it also is in a lot of ways, we you know, the, the rest of the world has been like, oh, bless your heart, America, but also hasn't been like, hey pay attention to our news either. I mean, I'm sure they have that's, I don't want to get in. I don't want to make statements like that because that's, that sounds ignorant on my part, but I think it's like, we have been oblivious to the fact that people are like disappointed that we don't follow international news more closely. And they, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Well, it's like, just not integrated into our regular, like our regular news. You have to seek out international news if you yeah. want to find that in the United States. It's not, part of like your daily broadcast of what's happening in the Middle East. Like if, if it is, it's about a soldier coming home, you know, like it's never mm-hmm. about like something not on American soil for the most part. Or we need some kind of American context in order for us right. to think that it's important that, like you said, that there needs to be American citizens involved or American interests or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or it has to highlight you know, the way that America is superior, like a, right. a a pity thing. Like, unless it's like a funny animal video from another country. Like, that's yeah. like, that's like the only like bypass news I could see, like coming into the, the regular cycle. So just, you know, this is my heat stroke, uh, cooped up thoughts, <laughs> thoughts of the day, <laughs> just broaden my, broaden my sights. Astros. I also was just thinking a lot about my, uh, north node in the ninth house today so i don't know just just a lot of synapse stuff clicking where it's like damn i feel like i know nothing like you, you just have where it's like i feel like i'm just actually an uneducated psychopath well i don't feel that way about oh, you yeah thank you <laughs> i'm well you know again this is the journey. This is the heat stroke. Uh, yeah, this is it's where... like maybe maybe dial it back a few notches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on 
on board with the none of us know anything and we can always learn more, but I don't know if you're a <laughs> dumb bitch psychopath. Some days, though, <laughs> some days I just, that's where, that's where my heart, that's where my heart lies. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, that's just where I'm at. I just talked to a friend in South Korea for a while on Instagram Live, like, Ooh. a few days ago, and it was really interesting, like, just hearing a different perspective, I guess. I mean, she lives in a pretty small town, I think, and um, was traveling a lot, like, during this. Mm. So it was just kind of interesting to hear, like, wow, this is so different. Because you guys have, like, a healthcare system, and, and like, she knows what America is like. She's from here. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, yeah, that's, you guys are crazy. Like, you guys... <laughs> yeah y'all good luck <laughs> i mean i even tried well, a book that antibodies test today and i was on this website i was like i don't even know this is confusing as all fuck like i don't i don't even think you take my insurance like i don't i know nothing about like any of this so she's not wrong <laughs> yeah i mean i i think like it's important to get tested i, I think that's like the huge issue right now with the coronavirus is that Oh, it's yeah. testing so limited and and we don't i don't know whatever what can you do yeah i don't know we don't know dick I, for shit they obviously we're coming on the heels of fourth of july and oh, uh, yeah you know i just am always you know this year especially obviously i'm feeling like testy and <laughs> whatever but but i also was just struck that uh, not so many people and it's people that i uh I don't know if it was the right move to not question them. Um, but also, I it's like people that weren't, I don't know. Someone posted, like, uh, proud to live in America, like, the best country there is, or something, oh. something like that. And it wasn't over. I don't think she meant it. Like, maybe I'm being condescending and being like, this person was too dumb to know that she is speaking in this, in this political context. Cause I just assume it's like people that I kind that I know from like dance and high school sort of, but this is a person that's younger than me and mm. all of this that I'm just like, I truly believe that you are like blissfully unaware of the political context in which that you're posting this. Probably. I don't know if that then is like a failure or a cowardice on my part for not being like, because my mind was just like, I know from your, uh, from your Instagram, I don't know for a fact, but I would assume if you had been to other countries, you would post about it the way that you post about anything else. Mm. So I'm like, I know for a fact, you have no idea how any other country functions. Uh, So I don't know. I don't, I don't know this person, but I, it's hard for me to, like, say, I don't care if somebody's proud to live here. I don't care, like, that, it's not, that doesn't change, that doesn't mean that they're racist. Yes. It it doesn't mean, like, I know, I, I know, I worked on 4th of July, I had to, like, say happy 4th. I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna say it, like. I won't get tipped. I won't, you know, it's like, you just want everyone to have a nice time and a good day. And I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm not putting up flags in the neighborhood, but I'm also not like, I don't know everyone's shit. I don't know their life. 
I mean, I guess it's like, it's more posting that in this era that I'm guessing that maybe probably this person doesn't see much in the feed that's the opposite of their view, I'm assuming. So it probably is also very normal. I mean, I had that, like, I was basically home on the 4th and just walked up my hill to watch the fireworks. And I was like, well, they're going off. So I guess I'll just pop up here and and spectate because fireworks are pretty. And I was just watching these, like, grandpa and babies lighting off, you know, little smoke cracker things and, like, spinning pinwheels. And I was like, I had, like, a real Cancer Merc RX nostalgia moment where I was like, damn, I just miss being this dumb little kid that was just like that like the fourth of july is like aesthetically a very beautiful holiday like it looks it does look cool or barbecuing flags sparklers pinwheels etc but it's like yeah right now in the midst of chaos and as an adult it's it's fucking weird but for some people it's not and then that's also weird i'm like having so much squaring action with this aries mars right now that i'm just like I could start a fight pretty much any moment of the day if I so chose to or wanted to, but like I just shouldn't. I just should yeah. not take the squaring bait <laughs> and just like yeah. let people let things be because there's just so much. I especially since this is going to stay to the end of the year, there's going to be so much to argue about pretty yes. much all the way yeah. to the end of the year. We haven't even hit the election yet. Jesus Christ. Like, it's just going to be I a think nightmare. Too, I mean, there are a lot of immigrants in this country that have worked so hard to, like, be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, like I said, I don't know the person. I don't know if they're white or not. I, I assume they are from the way you're yes. talking about them. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm not going to take that away from someone that, like, just got their green card or whatever and like worked really hard to to yeah become to a be... citizen like it, mm-hmm. it it is i mean i don't think it's the greatest country in the world by any means but like it is something that people have tried really hard to it's oh, great sure. it's great for certain things there are a lot of things that you can only do in the united states and some that are that are very liberating compared to a lot of other countries but um we're, gro- we're grossly Girl, we're grossly yeah. mismanaged it's at, just so currently fun- <laughs> it's so funny to me because it's like i don't i think it was even more of just like an intellectual thing and i yes i agree with everything you both brought up and and i think my like i think my in my reflection on it i'm just like am i because also i don't we're being like we need to have these conversations with people. And I'm like, do I need to have this conversation with this person? I don't think I do. Probably not. Right now. Like, probably, probably not. Not, her. not like this. Not via, <laughs> not via Instagram and something. Like, I've had these moments where I'm like, I, someone else posted something that was like a great post that was, uh, it was like a, a picture of a woman breastfeeding. And mm. she was like, so people that don't want to wear masks, I assume you're okay now with people breastfeeding in public because of, uh, you know, yeah. freedom and all of these things. And someone posted in it like, uh, not the same, just saying or something. <laughs> and I almost like went off on this person, but I was like, she's, she's like just trying to be playful or whatever, because I know, I know this other person that commented and stuff. And I'm like, what am I going to start a fucking start an internet fight over someone who was just trying to like be silly and all of the, like also no I don't no know. shade i don't think they're similar no i'm just kidding <laughs> like i can't <laughs> wait i just imagine like a masked boob all of a sudden like you know like having it. to put like the little <laughs> I, I, mask on a titty. 
<laughs> I got in a Facebook fight a little bit on Daniel Rugweb's um, <laughs> um, video that they put up on Comedy Central. And, you know, I always, when one of my friends or, I mean, I don't know if Daniel would consider me a friend, but I, I love him. Maybe um, not after this. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I think it's someone I know or like or kind of know that has those things. I always write some like overly like this is the best performance I have ever seen from stand-up comedy. Like very <laughs> like too like where it's like overkill, too you know. Gushy. But it's like I want Comedy Central to see people saying stuff like that about my yeah. friends so that they, you know, continue to work for them. Um and then a bunch of people I wrote this is the best stand-up I've ever seen and a bunch of people like not a bunch, a couple people kind of went in and were like, I guess you've never seen comedy before, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I, like, ended up getting into it with them. Because I honestly think, like, I honestly think that it's, like, Daniel being, I don't, I don't even know if it's, like, they could tell he's gay, or if it's, like, just that he's being a little bit more feminine or different from other male stand-up comedians that makes people comment on a comment like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like... This is not about the 15 minutes of stand-up you just watched. This is about, like, something completely Mm -hmm. different. So I felt to respond to each one. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, maybe that's all bad. Who knows? Maybe I just, you know, put that on it. I don't know. I mean, it's just too easy to fight right now. Like, it's too fucking easy to fight. Like, it's just, like, you could truly fight anyone about anything at any point of time. And I think... Because, you know, again, we've talked about it. I'm, I'm not afraid of an e-fight. I'm doing it all the time. And I think there's just something right now with this Aries Mars where I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can't. I can do this. I do do this a lot. And the worst part about fucking e-fighting is that it lasts all day if you allow it to. Yeah, That's no. the true. Like, I wish e-fights could just be, That's like, in and out and done. But they truly- don't. One of the main reasons why I don't do it is that, that I'm like, I do not want to keep getting notifications and going back and forth Mm -hmm. about these things. Like, I love reading someone else's when it's like done, when they're like, oh, I got in this fight. But I've had, I've had those. I've been a part, been present when someone else is in one of those things. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do it. And I think that it's really important as much as we are all encouraged to like have these kinds of conversations and call out injustice and and um hurt and things when we see it i think it's really important for us to remember that everybody are people and anytime that we get into like dehumanizing on either side we are like becoming the oppressor mm-hmm. and i think it's harder to this not again not to condone anybody spewing hate speech and of course it like brings out that same thing too but I'm more just noticing of when I'm like whenever I start to get real heated about a thing and it's like if I know this person I could just simply say like hey did you mean blah 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 by this or would it like things where it's like how would I talk to a person about this not like the enemy or something and sometimes it is the enemy and sometimes you have to like I, you know, every situation is is different, but I just want to be really wary about dehumanizing anybody and figuring out all of the places where we do kind of other people and dehumanize them because it allows us to treat them in a way that we wouldn't treat mm-hmm. a human. Well, that's why text is it is dehumanizing. I mean, I my normal day job is in casting where I have to DM people, strangers, 
do you want to be on this TV show? And they're like, you're a bot and you're like a bitch or whatever. And then I'm like, you want to hop on a phone call real quick? And that like putting a, even a voice, I think almost sometimes mm-hmm. more voices versus a face can be sure. so much more connective because all of a sudden you hear like the tone is totally switched from how you've been reading this. Like you did, like there's just so much like that connects when you just hear who's relaying the message and it's not like from the alphabet it's from just like speaking out there there is like a value i don't remember what it is for communication there's like they valued them and like there's a hierarchy of which ones are the most valuable Mm. uh phone call phone call beats text every time Mm -hmm. uh but i think in the same vein like i'm very brave online for like on Comedy <laughs> Central's page where none of my friends or family are ever going to see. I can be very brave in that situation, but like people at work, I mean, my boss like almost got in a thing at work and I was like standing behind the window like, yeah, I'm not going over there. I, I am like going to run. Like I'm yeah. not even going to, I'm not going to, like not that I wouldn't stand behind him if he needed me to, but like no, I'm not going to actually bounce someone out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a bigger person to do that. I think women, too, again, this could be reaching statement. I think we're generally t- trained to, like, if a sitch is fucked up, like, get the fuck out of there as, like, fast as you. Like, just run, girl. <laughs> like, it, it normally doesn't improve the situation if the female bartender comes over and says, I'm going to kick your ass. Do you guys need anything? Do you guys need, do you need me here? Damn, dude. That's when my, that's when my scrap comes out where I'm like, dude, let me, in, let me get in. I've, I've learned you that I have to work step in a bar. Back. I know, that's I'm like, I've learned, I've learned from being in the bar and being not involved that I'm like, nope, you're not going to add. Like, I know intellectually that I'm not going to add, but there also is a part of me that's like, I'm a fu- I'm ready to fucking Ooh. go. See, sadly, I would be the like the little like uh, when you're in a boxing movie, like the little coach hype man that's like, yeah, go do it. Like you should like go kick some ass. Maybe these e-fights now, Julia, you can just like actually challenge them to a, a duel. A real fight. A real <laughs> That's how the new direction of E-Fights this Aries Mars season will be just... I'm going to meet, meet me outside. Real yeah, physical. Cash, cash me outside. Bring a mask. Bring a mask. Let's throw them both. Bring a mask and hand sanny. And no. uh, let's just settle this the old-fashioned way. That's why, no, that's why I'm like, I'm too aggro. I, it's funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it because I was thinking after we recorded First House is that I'm like, oh, my Mars in the First House. I really am. I'm like, I get heated really fast in every in every way imaginable i get physically hot fast but i also am like quick to like fucking mm, go like bodily go or get angry and i can like burn it off fairly quickly as i've gotten older but that's Mm. you know that's like heated heated now that's making me think because i could i could in a whole sign sentiment have a first house mars but i do now hearing you describe this feel more 12th housey because mine is just true like mental anguish and just like refreshing and like continuing to post and then also like feeling like I could fight but then when usually the opportunity presents itself I just like crumble and do the fawning behavior of just like I don't know what like how I got myself here so it feels a little more um delusioned I guess than like actual first house energy which I feel like is just more that's an inna- that's an innate feeling I would th- like that seems like a kind of organic response to being angry in a very like 
caveman sort of way. Just like, yeah, I'm angry and I'm going to fight you. So let's Mm -hmm. just settle this where I'm like, actually, I want to like write sad poetry about you and talk shit and save screenshots and like (laughs) and plot like a long term revenge that like involves (laughs) like involves emailing your boss like three months after we had the fight. So you don't know it was me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um. That's where... I wish I had something to say about my 10th house march, but I really just still don't know what it means. I, I Oh, that's have... very diplomatic, I guess, if you think in like in terms of 10th house, because that's very like, I think that's mm-hmm. professional, right? Like, well, that's like a I think it's like I, I have always felt in most most of my work environments that I'm in the physical body and I, I'm in person and stuff. So and I, and I think, you know uh jobs where i'm not able to move around and stuff i have not done super well in you know mm. so it's like i i like it wasn't healthy for me mentally to work in a call center um that but who, I was, who I was where is that healthy it. i i man my call center days oof, those. but i mean i don't know i've most of the jobs i think i've done in my life like i've worked in daycare i've worked in restaurants and bars catering uh call center i mean stand up like any all that stuff is like in person in the physical body so i guess that's the closest i got Mm. Hmm. i don't know i'll have to think about it more but i think that you're very like i don't know i think of when i'm thinking of that mars like at least in aquarius is that i think i don't know i think it blends well with the like maybe more uh, typical taurus traits that you have but I think that you're someone who is very um outwardly like expressive of your opinions and of your beliefs and what you you stand up for things and all of those things and you might not feel that way but I think that it's very if we're talking about 10th house I think that it's abundantly clear to those who who know you you know what I mean I don't think I I don't think, think you're someone that people would be like I don't understand what Lisa's about I think mm. that's true, except in my career. Like, definitely in stand-up, social media, those aspects of public. Yeah. But at work, no. Well, like, but that's different. not. That's why I would, I, would, I would separate those anyways, because work is work. Is work is, that's, div- like, where it's like, that's not where you're, it's part of stand-up, and the thing is to be opinionated and to express how you genuinely feel about things and, and what you want, what you care about work's not that's not how you get through your day at work you know and you're no i know that you're smart enough to know that that's what i mean like you're and i think that that's why also is is why you're able to be forthright in these other ways is because you know when not to be too which is a very uh, to me 10th house that like um perceptive way of of knowing what's what's public and what's not yeah, I think that that can be accurate. This might tie maybe into your Mercury too, but I feel like uh, I don't think of you as like rash, which I think of 10th house as being a little more like I'm going to formulate what I'm, what's happening and what's going into place versus like the more impulsive sort of um, off the cuff sort of reactions. But again, this is just, this is a feel, this is a that's, read, but yeah. That's interesting because I have been told that many times and never by someone that's lived with me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think I do save a lot of that for the home, which is fourth or seventh house stuff, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) We'll make our way around this damn wheel. We're doing it (laughs) today. 
we're we've on, we're on to step two. We're talking about the second house, number two, baby. House two. Um, I am excited. Um, some quick like stats again. Yeah. You know, um, second house. This is a succeedant house, meaning it follows the cadent first house. Um, I. I want to get away from talking about them as signs because I listened to that astrology podcast podcast episode. Oh, the Hellenistic I, people don't like that. They don't like that. And I am want to agree with them um, if we're talking. But I think it also just depends on like it's, what we're it, talking it's about, just if you're why Hellenist, we're using it. It's just if you're Hellenistic energy or not really. Because my, well, my school is Hellenistic. So I'm mm-hmm. like learning a little bit more about that. And while they say this is this version of this. I go, noted, I don't know if I agree with, like, I don't, for me in the moment, I do, like, I don't know why, like, I feel like they do just so adequately affiliate with every sign, so it feels kind of like a duh, but I hear what they're saying, I understand, but it's, and maybe it's just a hard habit for me to break, I don't know, I don't know, but I do, I have a hard time disconnecting them, because they just seem so natural to go together. Yes, I agree. I do think that they naturally do seem to go together. I think it is important, though, to remember just for clarity's sake. Right. It's a different thing than the sign because I yes. do think we like shorthand and go like, oh, second house Taurus. Whereas like it is, but it isn't. So. Well, it's the reminder, too, that the houses are the environment. They're not yes. going to be who you are. It's just going to be like, oh, you're probably going to have a lot of attention in this arena. And then let's combo it with a little seasoning that is the planet and si- then sign of that planet. But yes, they exist on their own. And that's why everyone has these houses. Like you have a house mm-hmm. that's ruled by and then it's ruled by some sign. So that's going to give you some influence. Like it's all cooking it's just like all the different seasoning and bases but yeah that's not the second house isn't the taurus house i agree like it shouldn't be called that's the bull house you're gonna behave like a taurus in this house it's like no like we're gonna talk about things that are definitely important to taurians uh naturally and stereotypically but it's not gonna make you be taurus like yes exactly and i think that's an important distinction to make um when we're talking about the second house this is um money and movable possessions so this is not um property or things like that these are your like your... in financial terms we would say this is your liquid yes <laughs> yes exactly these are not mm. this is not investments this is not abstract this is your actual stuff Um, you know, and even getting into the idea of like movable, um, bigger, uh, electronic cars and things like that good into third house domain too. So this is, you know, uh, is it bigger if we're playing 20 questions, is it bigger than a bread box? It might not be in your, in your second house domain. Um, but this also talks about, um, you know, your finances, your more liquid finances. It also is an idea about, um, how, how you view finances and also your abilities to create money and important. uh, I think when we're talking about something like that, this is not a remember there are no empty houses. Everybody has an ability to make money, all of those sorts of things. This is, there is no, there is no sign in a second house that is going to say you're going to be poor or you're going to be rich. These are all conditions and, and um, like, 
you know, th- attitudes towards money, not necessarily being like, oh, well, I have Taurus in the second, I'm rich, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. It's like, actually, bitch, you might spend a lot of money. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it could, I, it's very I, either or I found with these money things. At, well, And we'll get to like the planet per house or pl- per whatever, but each planet thing in a bit. But it's like, I feel I found with money because that's like real that's like money in real life too. like yeah you could at the high end you could obviously really channel this but at the absolute lowest end it could look like this which is totally like how money I think flows quite it's a it's a flow. Mm-hmm. I've revisited the complete. Oh, idiot guide. I missed. I missed yes. her. They have really, really detailed stuff about the houses. So, um, sorry, I missed you first. DM me on that information if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um. The the second house represents self-esteem, earning abilities, and personal resources, which are all interconnected, making this a house of productivity, which I love. And um, they have this little thing called Star Cross. It's like a little blurb side angle little uh, thing yeah. here. And it's so that's what you're it's what you're talking about, Stevie, um, in a way, kind of. Um, they're saying in this book that if you don't have high self-esteem uh things in this house might uh encourage you to replace that with material things um which could could make your you know it is a cycle that does not end up well Mm -hmm. uh, for you um and so talking in terms of money and values and all of these kind of second house things it recommends that if you feel that way or if that resonates with you um if you feel that, you know, you're not enough, so you have to do make more money or do whatever, that uh, you learn to value yourself. Interesting. Ooh, I'm glad you I mentioned like value because that was another key word I had, too, because it's going to be this, like, obvious wealth, money sort of stuff. I'm, I was about to say assets, but that I think would be more eighth house which eighth I think house. we're going to talk, you know, we'll talk about money again soon, but different vibes of money. But I think values, too, because I feel like, again, not that it's the Taurus house, but there's to- things Taurines like are kind of present in this second house, which is having some money, having nice stuff, having things that feel good and like they're you. And also, I think the personal values is definitely it. I think having someone that you just kind of like, agree with or like come see eye to eye. I think it's maybe a little more important for different signs and planets and combos and things. But I think that is like another other value we can see in this house besides like the just plain money. Like if we want to decapitalize it just a little bit, like if you're like, fuck money, like, which I totally get, which I mean, I mean, we are. That also might speak to what? It might speak to house. it's. Oh, definitely. There's definitely signs and combos of well, people that don't give a shit about money. And there's people that fucking live for it. And again, I think you can like, this is a, maybe a testy subject. I think you can enjoy money. And I love like, being good at like accounting like I love that kind of stuff I'm actually love like keeping track of money savings goals those things and I think that can be separate from capitalism because there is something about like money feels almost like a game in a way and then capitalism is this system that just like is a rigged game (laughs) like that everyone's playing well I think there's a difference between enjoying do you feel like you enjoy the accounting of all things not just money do you enjoy accounting for uh you know your yeah or like i'm like i like like accounting yeah so i think that i guess yes you can apply it across you can apply it across genres of accounting because i think second house is is money is the most like literal thing that we have in this world for like how we what 
a most like one-to-one thing of value, but there's a bunch of different things that we find valuable and how we care for our physical things. Mm -hmm. Um, I really went back to this idea of that angular triad of 12th house, first house and second house, meaning 12th house is our subconscious and our, our, you know, spiritual being first house being our literal physical body. And what do we do? What, what things do we have as a reflection of our 12th and first house? Right. And what, how do those things all interact? How do we feel? How do we feel about things in the physical world? And what does that reflect about our like 12th house kind of spiritual beliefs? And what are we able to get? And how does the, how does our physical first house things influence how we feel about physical things in right. the real life. Well, where it's like, physical are you- stuff isn't, I mean, again, Taurus here, physical stuff is important. Like there's culture, there's history, there's like telling, there's like the first time I think you're kind of maybe even telling your story a little bit with like the things that you enjoy and the stuff that you want to keep for yourself because that first house is just so bodily and self and outward. Appear Like this is just who I am here and now and this is where I'm going forward. And the second is like, but this is like what I like. Like this is the stuff I well, like. I, th- I, I think-, think it's also what do you do with your first house? Right. So it's your abilities to make money. It's it's in indicators into things that might be of value to you and therefore you might be able to leverage in order to get possessions. But it's like, okay, here's your body. What's your uh, you know, fourth house is home too, but it also is like, what stuff do you have? What do you have to work with mm-hmm. here? What's your materials? Totally. Wow. I'm just having a revelation on my second house ruler now. (laughs) Damn. Such a snob. I think that we have to be careful here, too, because I think that um, I think there is definitely a balance of. I was talking about this in terms of relationships with someone recently, but I, I think kind of especially for me, and I don't know if this translates for everyone, but I think at times when I've gotten into relationships that like. I didn't want to be really in. Mm-hmm. I I like knew that they weren't work. I knew that wasn't what was right for me forever. But I because I knew that I would never commit to being with that person forever. I just stayed. Does that make sense? Oh my god, that's like I, literally it's, my it's, life story. I've just, this it's is not mentally healthy. But I think for a long time I I did that where it's like I I wanted a bad boy because I knew I wasn't ready to like commit to someone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like and I've grown out of that in my current relationship. But I think that we can have the same um like relationship with finances and stuff. So I want to encourage people to like shoot for the stars. Like it, just because capitalism is bad doesn't mean that you can't have money like you you have to uh think that you deserve it too i think that's part of the second house like mm. you have to think like it, you you have to think like uh even if you grew up poor if you grew up rich whatever if you don't have a lot if you do like you have to think that you deserve it to keep generating more i think that and somehow that is a part of this Oh, totally. I totally, I totally agree with that because I think it is about figuring out. There's one thing I think that one of the things that capitalism does, and in in a like positive, I don't know how to explain the the axis of this of like good and evil, but it's like for those of us who know intrinsically that money 
being having a lot of money is only evidence of having a lot of money. It doesn't mean that you're a good person or smart or anything like that. And we know that. And we also can kind of delude ourselves into thinking that money isn't necessary or important. And I think that that goes into what Lisa's saying is these ideas of like, well, you can also still be good with your money and still still honor the fact that it does have value and you deserve to live as comfortably as possible and and as fully and um and being surrounded by things that bring you happiness and joy and sometimes money is a way to get that it's not the only way and again it's not reflective money itself having a lot of money again doesn't mean anything other than you have a lot of money but i think we we also have to recognize like what it does say about other patterns well, it's also like you can have whatever relationship you have to your second house and the money and capitalism and all of the above. But what this says about you and your reception of money and how you handle it is not going to be reflected also in society. Like we can't guarantee you mm-hmm. an equal and fair uh, system at hand. I mean, fuck, like that would change so much of this. Right. And I think it sucks because the systems are. They don't want you to come for their money. They don't want you to make money. They don't want you to take the top seats. When, if you're listening to this podcast, you should. That that's like people need to go get that money because it exists out there. I mean, that's why this whole this whole conversation with even defunding the police and abolishing the police it starts with defunding. You just have to take the fucking money away because money is power in a lot of situations. So again, money is a hot button topic. I love it. I hate it. I love well, money. I hate the system. Like it's, it's, it's the same as anything. I feel like it is the same. We, it's it's hard to talk about, but most of the time when people have trouble talking about money, they don't actually have trouble talking about money. It's not the physical money. It's what it represents. Right. Of all these other things too. So if we can't talk about how you spend your money, I have, I have a lot of trouble, not, not like talking about it, but I guess, yes, talking about it or having those things because it is a hard thing. It's a thing that I kind of can, can delude myself about because I'm like, oh, it's not important. But I realize that I am very, I'm very free with my money for other people, but I don't ask to be repaid often. I Mm. don't kind of do that. And that's a value thing. That's a thing where I'm also like, subconsciously testing people if if i'm important enough to remember that you owe me money then i'll take your money it's very scorpio it's very again this is all subconscious and these are things that i'm like putting together now i don't actually like think that or i'm not you know what i mean right but there is something in there to be like oh well it to me there's something like if you don't recognize my hidden value then you don't value me and i don't want surface level recognition i don't care about the 20 dollars. i want you to remember me i want you to know mm. that you that you th- did this or whatever you know what i mean like I'll i be- want i want to be important enough to you that you remember to buy me to give me the 20 dollars. i could give a fuck about 20 dollars. Oh it's not God. the principle it's the you know what i mean good lord you're just like <laughs> i'm just remembering now my like last relationship and the amount of venmo transactions my aquarius ex would send me like to the dime like 478 like gas station snacks and it'd be like just like eat the like there's there again this is probably very different from person to person and placements to placement but i'm like i'll get you the next time like i'll just like Mm -hmm. we'll just do this like i think and again these things which money like again we we push it to the side and say it's not important but when you i think you you really start to realize it's important when you start to partner up with people because that's when you 
that's when tough fucking conversations have to come up. So I think it's it's interesting to at least if you've never thought about your relationship to money and this second house episode is the first time you're doing that. It's something you have every arena of our lives in these houses is something we're going to have to face and think about at some point in our lives. So why not get a jump start? I actually have some little prompts. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Kind of leaning this way, but kind of not. Obsessed uh, with prompts. Because I think that as podcasters and as friends, and, and I think as most friends. Are we going to say how much money we have in our bank account at the same no, time? No, okay. I would never. <laughs> um, I think we don't What talk if I just about- said a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay, I'll say that. Uh, but uh, I think that. We don't talk about objects a lot. We don't talk about, I mean, obviously we don't talk about wealth or our finances or whatever. Like, you know, I think we talk about it on a, on a very surface level as, as people, like not, yeah, not totally. We anything. don't talk about that stuff. I, w- I would share with you guys how much money I have privately, certainly without any, um, but I'm not going to do That's it. That's so here. weird. I guess I've never asked someone that. I don't know why, why, well, you, would, why you would, I guess. <laughs> but this is why is because I think that it also is this thing of money isn't money to everybody. It's like, are we talking yeah. about, are you interested in the number or are you interested in Oh, do you feel safer than me? Or oh, are you more whatever? It's not. We're not it's, talking it about colors, numbers. So, yeah, it colors a lot of things about what what people think about you. When, when whatever mm-hmm. that whatever. Yeah. Wait, should we start the share your screenshot your bank account challenge on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> um, I nominate too many, too many uh, pro- like false props, photoshops, bank accounts. I know. Oh, true. I know. I love that. It. True. True. Uh, that. <laughs> But <laughs> show me the literal receipt. Hashtag Photoshop <laughs> your bank account. Yourself logging in. Yeah. <laughs> Screen record. Um, okay. Prompt. Prompt. Me, okay. So there's a few. I have a few different ones, and um, I want to see. We can talk about your second about house placements or not, or just. I want to see if you have any. If anything comes up for y'all. Okay. Uh, the first one being, it was there an item show and tell thing that you remember doing in school the second one being is there an object in your house that means a lot to you mm-hmm. and the third one being do you have like a safety blanket animal style Ooh. possession okay what was question one again <laughs> show and tell from like school got it, got it. Show if and there's tell one you school. remember doing hmm. i don't remember any particular <sighs> ones but i do remember always showing the fuck up for a show and tell and like really like working on it. But I feel like they're always like, this is my rock or something, you know, like this. I don't think the object was necessarily grand, but I feel like I put effort into the presentation of it. I also, this is a side brag. I killed it at pajama days or any kind of costume contest. Also that stuff. Pleading my kids here. Yeah. I can't remember a show and tell. I can think of, um, like school projects and like really wanting to go the extra mile for like presentations. I remember we had to do like dioramas in fourth grade and being like pissed. Oh, love those. Someone bought, or we did this. What I'm thinking of specifically is um, we had to do, we learned about the California missions oh. for fourth grade is like state history. Your, your individual state that you live in, I believe. Um, and Michael's craft store had like mission kits that oh. you could like put together 
the thing, but you were supposed to make your own. And so I remember like someone having a really beautiful one because it was one of these kits, but ours were kind of like boop, but I was like pissed that they <laughs> got the kit. It's like, well, of course. Yeah. Like it's look, a kit. It's, it's ready to go. To look, it's supposed to look kind of boopy because we're making it ourselves. <laughs> but I always have trouble with object. Uh, and I think this is speaks to my second house too. Of uh, for all of these, I'm already thinking of like, oh, I have, I have trained myself to not be attached to objects because both of my parents like keep a bunch of stuff, but do are not super organized, and stuff gets thrown away or ruined or whatever often. So it's mm. it's. I think I have a very plutonian like all your stuff could be gone at any moment so (laughs) don't get too fucking attached to it whoa yeah i definitely well i think i always think i'm very non-object oriented or whatever but i think i mean technically the cusp of my first house is in gemini uh the cusp of my second house is in gemini um at a later degree so it feels like it's in cancer like my moon's in cancer in the second but the, technically the cusp of the mm-hmm. second is Gemini. So maybe it's uh, I feel two ways or something. Interesting. Uh, but I definitely always brought my dog for show and tell. Aww. Like I never actually Ooh. followed the rules or brought an object. <laughs> but then I think about like this thing. I'm like, if I lost this, I would cry. And one time I, it's, it's a thermos. It's not. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that way about sun- my sunglasses. Yeah, one time I found a a thing I had made for my mom that was like an, a paper box of love in like second or third grade, and I found it smushed under something, and I cried for like three days. Aww. So I'm like, maybe objects do mean a lot to oh, me. Oh, I'm I obsessed with her, like I'm obsessed with objects. I mean, what going into prized possessions? If I love something, I'm buying two of it. Like if I buy something and I can tell it's my for life or sandals or for life or sunglasses, I buy a fresh second pair that I box away for that just to not feel that pain of object loss do you um check out the reddit thread what for you uh buy it it for life no is it double buyers or triple buyers no it's like things that last forever oh so like if you're Mm. planning on getting a whatever like stop dutch oven is one of them or it's like if you're planning on getting dutch oven just spend the 200 dollars on this one so you don't have to buy two Ah. Because the other ones break and this one doesn't or whatever. It's like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I like I like it. What are they called? Is there an, uh, Reddit, buy it for life, I think is what it's called. Buy it for life. I'm, I mean, I'm jotting this down just in case you don't send me this link because I want to see it so badly. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I can't risk this. <laughs> I can't right. risk this link loss. I'm an object freak. Oh, and I'm a digital hoarder, but everybody knows that about me. Um, what about an object in your house that means a lot to you? Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there are. I mean, now I'm like literally looking in this closet where I have like a bunch of cards saved and stuff. But I think it also is like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I have some objects that mean a lot to me. I think that it also, though, is like the. It's never the object itself. It's always and I'm sure that's true for everybody. I'm not saying that that's my like special thing, but like. It's always because it's like, oh, someone gave this to me. It's not anything that's actually valuable. Mm. But I collect. But now that I'm saying that too, now that I was like, oh, I don't care about objects. I also collect a bunch of stuff. Right. 
But maybe it's not as a, it's more the collecting than the emotional yes. connection. Yeah. Or it's like, it's, cause I it's, collect it's, mugs, but I don't feel emotionally attached to them, but I have, I have like tons of emotionally charged objects in this house for sure. I mean, I have my teddy bear from when I was born, like in a Tupper, in a Tupperware box somewhere. See, this thing, I have tons of sentimental objects, but I have no idea. <laughs> They're like buried in like a closet. Like I don't go to them regularly. They're just there. Like I have I, the archive. Somewhere. We have our like, well, I probably shouldn't say that Scott has his dog here, but it's like on the shelf. Like we don't like, uh, like I keep mine by the bed, my, my bear, but like, yeah, I've archived away. Like it's in like yeah, an airtight yeah. Tupper in the, in the back closet. I remember I had to, I remember I never had like teddy bears or anything like that. I had one, I like decided I was going to have a teddy bear because my neighbor had a teddy bear. And I was like, I guess this will be my bear. <laughs> uh, but That's it was, I, I definitely didn't like need one. And I think that maybe more speaks to all of my things where I'm like, I've decided, I'll like decide that something is important, but I also can, I feel like just as quickly decide like, well, it was just a thing and mm. it can't be, you know what I mean? Like the, the valuing of, and I think that's why to me, storage is important organization is important because if something if the if it is the actual physical object that's important to you you need to treat it as such if you don't treat it as such then you have no like not 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 you don't deserve to be upset obviously you do but it's like you have to treat things with the value that they have mm -hmm. oh you know what else i have i just remembered oh also i my second house is leo duh like for all this which i feel like totally checks out i have the fucking I mentioned the pajama day costume. I have an original robe I wore on a winning costume contest. That was my grandma's robe. It is a gorgeous salmon, back to salmon, salmon colored robe that has like, like it has like prints of breakfast foods. Like it has like pancakes and like coffee Cute. cups and um like the eggs in the cup, like a Scottish egg. Like, so it's like yes. a very cute grandma robe. I wore curlers and brought a coffee cup. So like, I like committed to the bit, which I feel like is just very... I like, Leo. I like my extravagant Leo items um, and I feel proud of them. But again, I almost feel like Leo's <laughs> could also be like, whatever. Like, I'll get new stuff also. <laughs> like, I, I can. This is fine. I'm glad it's here, but I'm not. I don't feel like overly emotional about it either. But also, this is a thing for your second house, too, is like. So my second house is ruled by the sun. So I'd also maybe look to my sun sign for any indications of how I might feel about objects. And I'm a Taurus. So of course, I love tons of shit around me at all times. I always have empty boxes of fucking stuff I ordered drunk in the middle of the night that I just like forgot. About. <laughs> and then it and now in quarantine, it comes like a month and a half later. And you're like, oh, I told I really forgot about you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Was there another prompt? Just the childhood blanket um oh, like, blanket oh like a safety wasn't there three questions do we answer three yeah uh yeah, objects in something... your house that's important to you got it yeah. blanket and show and tell yes. okay i guess they're like two kind of blended i also ate an edible like one minute before we started recording so this seems about <laughs> right for the time that it would uh when i it's... definitely swigged some of that uh hop water man uh -oh. i was gonna and then i was like i don't know it's gonna be too hot i know. just been drinking that as water i love it it's an edible it's like a weed juice i mean I not to it. like not to say like you should get fucked up during quarantine but like there's so many hours in the day it's just like 
<laughs> do you think, I mean, obviously like being anything to oblivion is not a sustainable way to be, but I do think I, I've quarantine has really made me think about like, what is the sustainability from a like health spiritual sense of being under the influence of something? Is it okay to be, if you feel a lot better and you can still like do work and it's not irresponsible. Is it responsible to be under the influence? A lot depends on what you're doing. I think, I I mean, there are certain things. I don't know. For me, I I think like I work in a bar. I don't want to be like under the influence at work because it's my job to be in charge of people who are under the influence. Or do you mean mean more at home at like 10 AM on a Friday? Cause like, who cares right now? All of it. All I, I mean, at, at any point. I think that, like, uh, I don't think for me that it is okay. For me. I don't yeah. think that. I think that I use some substances for reasons that you're not supposed to use them for. Mm. So for me, I think I do have to take a break. I do have to, you know, clean up, dry up, tolerance break, whatever you want to call it. But, like, yeah, I think for me, I, I use it to kind of turn stuff off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if any, like, again, if anyone who's sober and, like, committed to being sober, I just honestly hats off to you because I see how e- it's so when you're home, when everyone's just been home all day, it's so fucking easy. And I told my therapist, I'm like, I've been drinking, like, a lot more. <laughs> and she's like, well, these are weird times, aren't they? And I was like. I agree. She's like, do you feel like it's harming you or other people? I'm like, no, not necessarily. And she's like, eh, check back in with me. Like, don't be afraid to tell me anything, but we can we can keep talking. But yeah, I don't know. Again, it's so hot. The I think for so other weird. people, like, get fucked up, man. Like, yeah, it depends on you. I think it depends on you. And like, like I want, I, I think people to like, if you want to smoke a little weed before work, like I, I'm never going to tell on you, like go get your life, you know, but it has happened like where my boyfriend took an edible and he, you know, there's something called the edible fears. They, they, they just kick in, you know, what sometimes. Are they, what are they called? Edible what? Edible fears. Fears. Oh, huh. And he, uh, he, te- he tried to text me and he texted both of his bosses that no. he was too high to be at work. And shit happens, man. You just don't want to be in that. Okay, that's the lesson of this whole story. That's it. all you need to hear from this. Well, you could have well, just text your bosses. So. I mean, enjoy me to take an edible at that point. Yes. On Year's Eve before you barked. Oh my God, that's so funny. But you did because it's that's a the- very funny story and it's a very funny joke. So that, it was worth it. Wait, for- that destroys me inside. Also, again, edible. Edible. Uh, <laughs> Not the fears. Should I you go through the, these? The joys. Yeah, let's go through them. Planets. Okay. Let's do it. So I just like gave a little re- recappy synopsis on the planets in the second house. Again, this is all going to be totally mixed and matched on your your sign and aspects and all that stuff. But let's let's discuss. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. These are my opinion. I wrote these down. Let us let's have a nice Aries Mars debate. So I think the sun in the second house. I think initially online you're going to definitely see stuff that's like, oh, you just want security, the nice stuff, and all that. And I think that's like i think that is going to be important and i think it's going to be also someone that's 
probably very ambitious. I think since it's that sun identity, they're going to want to create their own kind of world and just build stuff for themselves. So I think this can just show like someone that really wants to go out and do stuff. I think there is just going to be that drive energy to like go and be at least a provider for yourself. Um, I think that sounds like it's like fruits of your labor. I think that's going to be for a lot of second house people and signs anyways. Like, I think that's an underlying theme we're going to see. But I think especially for the sun, it's just like, I'm looking out for me. This is what I have to do. The thing that came to my mind initially is very much like um, high fidelity vibes where it's like the things you are, the things that you like. Oh my, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, depending on the, if, if I'm in Placidus, I am technically a second house son, but, but like by, by, um, aspect, I would, it's right on the edge. It could go, it depends on what you're looking at second or third. And I definitely, as much as I just was talking about how I like, don't identify with things. I do understand and respect that like, uh, theory theory of you are what you like i understand its limitations and it's not true but i do think that there is something there so the book um of about dumb people that like astrology (laughs) (laughs) aka aka us and our families just kidding um, (laughs) dumb bitches who love astrology (laughs) (laughs) um it's, I put it, on says a that, okay. it does say basically what Stevie said. Whoa. Um, but I didn't even read say, the dumb book. <laughs> uh, you don't have this book from 1994. I want to order <laughs> that. It does, it does say that uh, money can come and go quickly. It also says that they, these people do, their purpose is to learn how to use those material resources for others as well as themselves. Interesting. Okay. Yes, that's right. Because do remember that these are ways, ways that we can um, possess things, how we feel about this again, not just money, but also like our, our, are you a, are you a collector? Are you a a user? Are Mm -hmm. you a, maker a combiner all of those kinds of things i think the theme is like there's in and out right like with money it can either it's either going coming in or going out and i and sometimes it's a nice equal mix of both but i think yeah we're gonna get a lot of insight on which way it's maybe tends to flow or have habits of flowing and again that can be what you do to yourself or how you interact with wealth but maybe with others too again depending on some aspect and shit the moon in the second house so I think this has big gift giver energy. I think this is maybe someone that is love language might not necessarily be getting the gifts, but I think it's, I feel like gifts are on the outflow probably on this uh, moon sign. And then I think too, I feel like it's going to be that, that purchaser that even buys stuff like months in advance. Cause they know that it's like a good gift for later. Um, and also maybe, maybe a little bit of shopping based on the feelings. Like, again, this is, like, maybe sure. an obvious connection to make, but I think that could be, like, like, hey, I, like, got a lot of money in. I'm feel, I'm in a good mood. I'm just going to, like, let's blow it all. And then maybe once you realize feelings, it's like, okay, now I'm not going to. Again, I think it can go into the withholding mode, too, of, like, spend big and then go, like, fuck. Like, I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> and then go back into big. You're right on. Definitely makes sense. I think it'll obviously, de- on whether what end of the spectrum you're on will depend on what sign Totally. Is- in there because I could see that going very, you know, Capricorn moon in the second seems very conservative 
and spendthrift and needing to stockpile resources, whereas something a little more fluid it could be very a Libra moon in the second to me is very impulse by. Mm-hmm. So moon in the second. Um, it's exactly what Stevie said. I'm so dumb. Uh, this is awesome. Finances, <laughs> the finances move in phases like the moon. Sometimes oh, you have a lot. Sometimes you don't. Um, it mentions that uh, a need for emotional security, which might be tied to possessions, which hello, I, second I was moon, I have my bear next to my bed. Aww. And um, it says that ways to earn money for someone with this placement, food, homes, real estate, and uh, financial gain through mother, spouse, or business with other women. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, I think we're on to something. <laughs> uh, cute. So Mercury, again, on a surface level read, I think this could be someone that may instinctually have a good negotiation sense with money talking about like wanting to talk about money again if maybe if you're for example a gemini mercury in the second house and you're like what is cv talking about i handle money i think it's again maybe asking you to maybe take that role more like slowing down i know it's not a taurus you know it's it's taurus i think taurus vibes but it's not a taurus house like just slow down double check it make sure it's correct and I think, too, I don't know why, but I think the space in which conversations happen might also be stimulating of, um, like, wealth. Like, I think being in a comfortable environment and having those, like, low-key conversations. I think off-the-cuff negotiations aren't going to be good. It needs to be, like, very thoughtful and, and mathy and money-centric. I, I have Mercury in the second. And I don't, yeah, I mean, that sounds right. I think it is. I I also like this idea. To me, that speaks of my like my affinity towards organization mm. too and structure. How are things structured, and how do we think about things, and how do we communicate about what what are we really? You know, it's for me, it's Scorpio. So it, a lot of it is what are we actually talking? What are we really talking about when we're talking about these things? Mm-hmm. The book mentions that um, obviously the mind communication for for earning um, money may be spent on travel, education, information, and time saving gadgets. Ooh. It also mentions that people with Mercury in the second house like to translate ideas into money. Uh, economists, corporate planners, salespeople, writers, teachers, broadcasters, publishers. Ooh, that's, okay, that's true. I like that. That's very true. Yeah. I think it's like, cause like money is very like earthy in this sense that it's like, you do eventually have to handle like a physical thing. So I think that makes sense that Mercury would live, want to live in the like more abstract space of money, which I could even maybe see like if you're channeling it for like on the high vibration, maybe even being good with like stocks and things that are more like, uh, imaginative, like, I, or yeah, like, I don't know, not as planning. Yeah. Not as literal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venus. So, I mean, this obviously has a lot of big art collector energy, the stuff. I mean, I think this is where we're going to see the most obvious reads of like, you like stuff, bitch. <laughs> like, are you things are nice for you. But I think on top of stuff, it's going to be safety and security is going to be a really top priority um, when it comes to relationships. And Venus is thinking about relationships. And also, this is just my gut feeling, but I feel like 
to be careful of like maybe people taking advantage of you because I feel like this is going to be also another giver. There's like a lot of like money out and stuff out, but it wants the stuff in. But sometimes, again, we've talked about it before a million times in the pod. Just because you do some behavior doesn't mean people are going to parrot that behavior and do that back to you. So some generosity, you got to make sure the generosity you give is being met as well. Well, is that because it's not necessarily generosity if we're just, if we aren't able to accept it and understand it coming back to us, then what we're really doing is like, protect Mm self-protecting uh you know going out of our way to make ourselves indispensable Mm -hmm. totally the book mentions that um likes to spend its money on clothes and pleasures um they find financial rewards through partnership uh honest and fair in their financial dealings and uh like stevie said beauty art interior design etc um very generous Yes. Mm-hmm. very generous that makes sense because it also is just like the value in the action the giving of things mm-hmm. yes i think this is good good gift it may giving seek energy wealth too. as a way to attain social status mm-hmm. so i guess sure that's the negative way of saying what you just said nicely yes. <laughs> well i think sometimes venus just want like is just so i know like people like try to separate from love all the time but I love the love aspects of Venus and I do think it wants to like I think it's gonna love in the way that the language of its sign and again when you meet someone that's maybe not that like is not compatible with that Venus again there's other things that can make it work but that's like a big the values and what you're sharing and what you're and again money too like that's a big fucking that's a big deal I've been accidentally been a sugar mama more times than I can count and it's not a (laughs) that wasn't the relationship I was planning to have Well, I think the love language of gifts gets like a bad rap. If we're talking about Venus in the second house, Mm -hmm. Um, it gets a bad rap because it sounds superficial, but it is also the accumulation of the, you know, you worked to earn money. You are sharing your resources with someone, your actual literal resources, not your, not your time or your imagine what, you know, time is a resource too, of course, and in, in many ways more precious, but it is like, if we think about it outside of, oh, I just want stuff. It's like, what does this stuff represent to you? What do you actually value? Because it's not necessarily, I mean, it probably is literally the stuff and Mm -hmm. you want to make it more literally valuable, but it is also representative of these other things. I have a lot of theories about the gifts. um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I truly and honestly believe that if it's your bottom one, you are lying on the test. That's so funny. I mean, I, gifts I are truly and honestly. I believe. Do you mean if it's because, like the last one? If you don't yeah, have it, Damn. because you're doing it to be like, I don't like that or whatever. That and I think sense. that's not true because everyone loves giving gifts, right? Maybe not. Maybe okay. Just- this is my issue as being a really. I think I'm a really good gift giver. Is honestly, it's kind of hard to impress me with the gift because I'm. Oh, I but think, it, I'm, giving is part of the quiz. So oh, you know, my love language to give out is to give, but my my yeah. receiving lowest is gifts. But I'm no, honest for gifts. I think that's honest. But I'm saying if all if both of them are gifts the lowest, that's just oh, you being, well, who, yeah. who are this you? Is not valued <laughs> in society. No, I totally agree with that. You're right. Gifts on gifts, baby. Okay, Mars. Mars. So Avi read impulse control. Duh. In terms of just like maybe some quick spending, also maybe even being competitive with spending either with friends or even maybe you're just yourself of like 
Ernie more. I could see this being a like secret workaholic little um little placement here just cuz like hey, the more you keep going, the more you can keep making or spending like just if but if you're constantly in motion with money, like that's shit's going to come up. So I think there could be the urge to overdo it and I think the mantra or like thing to maybe think about is like everything in moderation. Like just like I think it's going to be to be a little bit of check-ins with yourself because I think it's just a lot of go, a lot of Mars. You literally pretty much just like said the paragraph. Dumb bitch energy. The only only things that they mentioned, I mean, they they talk about the careers paths or whatever. So this one is engineers, mechanics, uh, career military people, government workers, and those with strong initiatives in business, such as someone who works for themselves. That's interesting with mechanics because I was thinking of, it wasn't thinking of a mechanic, but where you're, it's like piecework. Like, oh, if I see more cars today, if I stay open later, if I'm open Sunday, I'm going to get more, I'm going to turn to more people. So it seems like I see that kind of like factory sort of like one in, one out. Like, what's the next one? What's the, what's my next gig, coach? Like, put me in. So that's, no, that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Jupiter. So, okay, I think Jupiter has a little bit of the same mantra as Mars in a different way, but just in terms of, you know, Jupiter blows stuff up. So I think, on the high side, this could be really great manifester of money, like just naturally coming into money, right place, right time. But I think, too, when you have all this like expansive energy towards wealth and finances, like Mars, maybe over overdoing it is always like a tendency with Jupiter kind of stuff. So I think knowing when to cut yourself off, like if you've won the eight grand, you can like, you know, take a step to the side, go get yourself a drink. You've, you've done great for the night. So I think just no, again, that cutoff, I think, is always going to be Jupiter stuff. And I think that, hey, when it comes to money, that's a good thing to maybe know that could be like a, an issue for oneself. The book definitely says all of that. Um, it mentions as well that uh, th- these people are, they tend to have a great deal of business knowledge and people tend to be attracted to them. So that is another benefit that they gain financially. People want to work with them and stuff. Their Mm -hmm. fields are travel business, banking stocks, uh, import, export, insurance, real estate, food, education, the legal system, fundraising, and publishing. Oh, that's interesting. I almost, now I kind of almost see, I've never thought of it this way, but it almost seems like in some ways, like some splash of mars and a splash of mercury almost feels very jupiterian where it's like kind of getting the it's like getting the ideas going like it's like movement of this like bigger like broader strokes kind of stuff like big ideas well i think it's really like representative and so i think it also is like those i mean this is a maybe not a great example but i'm thinking of like a big time agency like a William Morris or a CAA. And it's like, this is a big representation of, of power and influence. And this is like, it, it's bigger than just the, the place itself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right. And people want to work with the big, the grand, the biggest version of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jupiter with that expansion is like, this is the grandest version not necessarily the highest quality not necessarily the thing but the most kind of like mythological um you know whatever it is like 
That's in- larger, larger than life kinds of feels. Well, that's interesting to think about for like Jupiter second house people and probably no matter what the sign is. Cause I think if you can, cause you have that ability to probably see the wider picture to maybe trust that instinct to hold, I don't know, to hold out for some things that are, that align with what you're believing in until I, to just know that like right now isn't the end. <laughs> like there's, there's mm-hmm. steps beyond that. So like even setting yourself up, being that strategic person to get to that next position that you want to be in is something that is like, is asking, that's asking you to do that for yourself. Ooh, yeah. that's kind of okay. cool. Uh, okay. Saturn is different. So like, I think Jupiter is very like, should be or channel that no one to hold them and then fold them. And then Saturn's just like folding. It's like, it's definitely like the money tracking app kind of person. It's accountable. I guess the word is accountability here. And I think that's going to be someone that's maybe even drawn to more practical ways of attaining wealth, which again, if you have more free spirited parts of your chart, that might be a struggle. If you have like a very rooted Saturn in wealth and finances, that's like, no, like don't be a fool. But again, you can use this. This is like such a, thing you could use to your advantage like being practical with money is like mm-hmm. like i know it sounds like i just shat on you but it's like that's pra- that overall that's like the maybe safest capricorniest sp- safe place to be and i think that's not a bad thing again i have a saturn capricorn so like you know i may be a little biased on i'm sticking to the straight and narrow but yes that's all i have <laughs> i like that as almost like some martial mars energy to as like a combination a different mars and moon combination because it's more like a little more safety from the moon but it also is to me the ability to to work for your money like to get it and to you have that like drive and ability to make money and keep money and spend like save and be responsible Mm -hmm. the book mentions that um this this placement is mostly about long-term financial planning um and they they pose that people with this placement uh work very hard to be secure indicating they may fear poverty um they're shrewd cautious slow and steady gainers and um they, they worry about money even when they don't need to is what kind of what it says um real estate investments government business contracts management construction any anything for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, that's 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 some retirement shit right there. That's some stable stable income. I mean, again, you're talking to a Saturn cat person, I was like, I like your plan. Uh Uranus, obviously very different <laughs> pairing than Saturn. I think this is maybe on high vibration, someone that can find money in a unique ass way and be a little more inventive than the straight and narrow Saturn energy. Um, but also maybe just taking something that is Saturn, Saturn, Saturn and normal and making it something different, like taking, you know, like just again, this inventive energy, um, new twists on traditional work systems. And I think this could probably, I would guess would probably up and down in money. Again, money's always flowing yeah. one way or another, but I feel like this will be a little bit more of a roller coaster. So if you know this about yourself, it might be good to focus on savings and hiding money from yourself. Like, just do yourself a favor, basically. Uh, yeah. This is real, like, lotto winner energy to me, <laughs> where it's that quick, 
that like overnight oh totally completely but also like you're not not you're not supposed to get money that fast but like well they all they all get murdered and that's because it's like going from those things it truly like okay by the way not all of them but a lot (laughs) but making that drastic of a change upends your whole life and all of these other structures I can't think of anything more like Uranian than oh my God, winning totally. the lot in the second house. Well, the book takes a turn here a little bit. Oh, um, it does. It does in, in Uranian that, fashion, of course. <laughs> of yeah. course, it does mention that um, th- there might maybe fluctuations in net worth, um, opportunities popping up out of nowhere, that kind of thing, boom to bust, all that. Uh, this book recommends that. We ha- look at the aspects and, and other conditions of the house, like the sign. Oh, okay. fireworks. Um, and it also um, mentions that if you if you really want to be successful, it may be best for you to work on your own and not buy into value systems that others establish. Oh, yeah, right. that traps. Re- a little rebel, rebel, rebel energy. I love now I'm thinking about like all those great masks like the lotto winners wear when they go out to like collect their check, but they don't want anyone to know who they are. Yeah. Lotto winners rule. Uh also now it's making me think of Hurley from Lost, which I did that's you know in some states Ill- illegal. Or what? I think California's not one that protects your identity. Oh, that you can't wear the mask out to like You can wear the conference. mask, but it, they they publish your name or something. Um yeah, yeah. You gotta hole up in a hotel room. For I a love few Hurley, though. Okay, Hurley. Okay, I did like one of those question things with Pop. I've been. This is what I've also been doing in quarantine: is doing like MySpace quizzes and being like, "Okay, name the first thing that you think of when you think of this for me." And so I did that for favorite TV show, and he said Lost, which I was like, "Why did you pick that?" He's like, "You talk about it all the time." I love Lost. <laughs> I, I actually think Hurley is in the aforementioned dress up game. He is. I'm. Yeah, I'm he is. Right. Okay, yes. I gotta watch this now too. Okay, Neptune. Also, probably someone who's not addicted to your normal grind of grinding for finances. I think a little more loose and free. Duh. I think this is someone that just wants to live a very creative, happy life. And this could again be an art based centric force of getting money. I think this might be someone that would benefit from financial advisors. And Neptune is that fog and like the haze so i think maybe having someone that can help you is probably a good idea i think it's a good idea for a lot of people but especially for you sweetie try it out um but Ooh. this was an interesting read from i.thehoroscope.com they had a great roundup they've basically like oh my god every combo of any like venus in aries in the fourth like you could look up basically any combo of things and it's on this website it's a fun hole And I liked what they wrote for this Neptune in the second house, which was, as said before, Neptune in the second house, people prefer to say they don't care about money. So perhaps karma gives them many problems when it comes to owning things and bringing in the cash. But there was also notes of like, um, like saying you don't like to work, like really rejecting the identity, but then also this mixture of like kind of Jupiter things of like, but you somehow get money and then it goes away, but you're always like checked out of the conversation about it well it's that neptune irresponsible or like delusion irresponsibility of where you say oh i don't care about money and so you don't you're not responsible with it in any capacity not in a and i don't mean this in a judgmental way i mean it in a like 
oh, there maybe are areas where you could be um, more efficiently making money, but you decide not to think about it because you're like, I don't care about money. Right. Or like, it's not put at the you, highest value. In yeah, you're life. not asking for, you're not making sure that you're getting paid adequately in these things. It's also someone who loses stuff. Oh, like physically misplaced is stuff not, loser is not necessarily aware of where they're putting their things, where they left them. What did I do with this thing? Yeah, this is because it's opposite. not because it's not as emotionally invested. It's just like mm-hmm. it's a low prio. I think the book has a different explanation of why they maybe lose stuff. They they oh. pose that it's their unforeseen circumstances, like as you're saying they lose their keys or whatever it's because the phone rang and they didn't expect you know what i mean it's like they're like the opposite they're like the opposite lotto winner they're like the uranus is random big boom and like neptune is like where am i or it's just like the next thing that makes sense too the um the book also poses that you could make money with your intuition your imagination and that your objects will be valued for aesthetic rather than material Ooh, i could see this being someone that collects haunted objects and then like sells them on like mm. the antique road show so i'm um, new okay. uh, new business venture ideas for fun. all you uh neptune's second house people and Very then pluto fun. um okay i don't remember because i feel like we've definitely mentioned this that billy who says i feel like julia says this, the millionaire's placement yeah the millionaire's placement i have i have pluto in the second Pl- I'm cash not money. a millionaire. She's a cash but... money millionaire. <laughs> and I think, so, yeah, they maybe could be secret millionaires, Joe millionaires, but it's. I think it's also going to be about strange, it's kind of interesting, all of these outer planets have like a similar vibe, but a, an atypical outside resources. My imagery that I see is the woman who's like four husbands died mysteriously. Like, it's just very like that it can i'm going i'm going macabre i'm going theatrical here i feel like it can just be this extravagance and i think also on like back in reality i think it can be someone that's a little more like resourceful and a by anything's necessary kind of achiever in terms of like the wealth maybe a little bit cutthroat business energy which i think would maybe go with the millionaires because you don't get you don't become a millionaire accidentally and fighting for your position dying for your position and also I haven't really talked much about, I guess, like people values that I touched on earlier, but I think this is going to be someone that like wants to be on the same vision and like whole, proje- whole projective as some, someone else. If you're mm-hmm. going to partner, if you're going to partner up, which you probably will. I, fi- I find that the book, it's a very lengthy paragraph. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, to say. it mentions that um, in order to, I guess attain this millionaire uh, status or what, however you want to call it, the financial object valued wealth. Um, it it indicates possibly you need to rethink something, oh. or mm-hmm. that um, you may have to go through a period of like. It mentions like if you material if you equate material gain with self worth, you'll have to like relearn that. And in order to mm-hmm. achieve wealth. And um, there's just a lot of information. Stubborn, defensive, uh, but super inner strength, which makes you very self-reliant and self-sufficient. Um, focus on your sense of values or your abilities for earning an income. 
that's mm-hmm. interesting too because I feel like I mean when you think about millionaires and billionaires I mean a lot of it is very which is very Pluto a lot of it is generational family wealth like that's pretty much most mm-hmm. people and then there's those people who just more likely than not invented something or created something that hasn't been there before that so people needed that people wanted to have and there's going to be imitators and copycats off of those but I'm saying like those true like you know who they are kind of people like well and I think that that does come from I you know I said at the beginning of this like we're not going to say any one placement is a thing and that's what they call it that's in the only astrology book you'll ever need they call it the millionaire placement um but I think it is that ability to create and destroy and come up with things but I like this uh astrology for idiots take of being really aligned with your values because i think that is the true the thing that intangible thing that people do try to imitate but they want to be a millionaire they don't want to follow their passion or their thing or their belief or mm-hmm. whatever and i think that there's a difference between having a really str- being so strongly convicted about something that you are able to um sacrifice things to have blinders on to like make concessions in all of these other areas that allows you to achieve great things and it's not necessarily about the goal being to make a million dollars it's to create a perfect shoe or to you know whatever whatever it is to yeah I think that in regards to millionaires I mean I know I've had to like because of the COVID-19 stuff, like do more businessy dealing stuff than I have ever like discussed. What's the future of stuff. Yeah. Um, and like, I know people who like right now are having to be like, Oh, am I, is it worth the money to keep my business or like, is it whatever? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a very Pluto second house to me kind of thing where it's like, I could, like, survive and live in a nice, like, house, or I can, like, keep this thing that means a lot to me going. And it's Mm -hmm. just, like, that's a huge choice. And, like, either one is respectable, honestly. Like, if you want to keep your business open and, like, just keep your employees having their job, that's respectable. If you want to sell because you can sell and, like, get out, that's respectable. Like... But one of them begets millionaire. One of them begets uh, self fulfillment and all that stuff mm-hmm. i mean and yeah. sometimes they align but i think yeah. it's, i think it's the idea of like what is the true power of the thing and sometimes the power is in selling a thing because it gives you a freedom to do something else sometimes it's having the money because you can do the other thing it's like what yeah. gives you the most power well, and influence well, well, and here's ability a- to create and destroy Here's a jump ahead a little bit because I think it just ties because this again, I'm trying to like center it on second, which is like this money and stuff. So when it comes to like but business drive, would we keep that in the second or is that leaning towards the 10th? Like the operation of business, you know what I mean? Like the the commerce of it all. I think it stays in second because I think the more that we learn about it, the more that we get to it. The 10th house is not actually about your 
it's about the overall impression. It's about the top of the mountain view. It's when we're looking mm-hmm. out at your, I think second and these mil- making the millions and make, or like having business dealings is more in the actual like day to day things as opposed to 10th house legacy. And what, what does the overarching of my career look like? What is my public perception about? Right. I think second, second house feeds into it. Second house plays a part in building that that structure, but I do think that it is more second house than tenth house. Well, and I guess I we'll see. And be, I always think of commerce as a third house. I was I just about to say, yes. and we're about to bleed into a third interactional. Yeah, I just as you were saying, as you were say, both saying that, I was like, oh, it's all gonna progress because we've now it's who who are we? Okay, here's some stuff. What are you going to do with it? Well, how do I communicate with people? <laughs> it's going to really affect if I'm this go-getter Pluto business person or like maybe I'm not like that. Like, I, yeah, like how we're going to express this message is going to play a huge part in the, how the second house gets fed. And that's so cool that it is this just, again, it's this continuing mm-hmm. gradient that all needs each other and all makes sense in the, in the story of it all. Well, remember we're looking at the 10th that where we're looking at the actual physical chart of it. It's like how we're getting to, you know, we have to go through one, two, three, four to get to that like bottom most private thing. And that I think encompasses all of those things in that quadrant. And then at the 10th house, we're at the top and we're looking down on everything that we've already come, that's already happened. So it is, we can't have we can't have a 10th house public perception without having a second house of possessions and things and our abilities to make money and, and do all those things. Mm-hmm. And then it's how we're looking at all well, of it. It also makes sense that like, it's like one is self and like hum- just being a human. And then two is like, okay, now do, do some stuff human. And this, mm-hmm. uh, this implies you usually have to do something to get all this stuff, right? Like, well, no matter if that's receiving or working hard for it. Then theory is like, okay, now go out in this world and talk to people. And then four is like, Jesus, that was exhausting time to go home and like, mm-hmm. and rest and recharge and then create and then do that. Like it all, it just like, so makes sense. Ugh. I, I love, know. I love trippy shit. I know. Astrology rules. Astrology rules. Um, any last, oh. any last wraps? That was it. That was all. Oh, that's yeah. all I, that's I all mean, I really those, had. I mean, the second half. all the things. The second house is fun. So number two. It's fun. The, <laughs> the second well, house is that? funny. I love it. The second house is funny. Just it is like I feel like I feel like my like initial impression was just so like okay you like stuff and money how ba- it's so it felt basic in a way but it's like oh this represents so much more than that well, <laughs> like that's a lot of stuff. Something that they talked about on the astrology podcast about this was this idea of like what it can also be. I know we talk about generational and family wealth in eighth house thing, but it also can be um, indicative of like uh, what what do you have? What things do you have to work with? What physical objects? What what's the environment that you have to create things? And not everybody has things that they are born into, but we all have abilities to create things no matter what. So it's like, what does that look like? So I think it is important to both have those conversations that we discussed about money and things like that. And also remember that there are, there's a lot of stuff 
that we can create and value and do that. So it's it's up to us to decide what it is that's important and how we how we utilize our abilities to make and create and give and take. I uh, think too, if like remember to like ping pong it around your chart or whatever, because I, I noticed like when I was overlooking the moon and the Jupiter, like they had a lot of overlap on on um what industries would be successful or whatever for me and of course I'm like look you guys I'm looking at my own um and and then I realized like oh my Jupiter's in Taurus and my moon's in the second so like I really can like take that note like it's it was given to me twice you know like if you don't have anything in your second house maybe you want to look at something Taurus-y or if you don't have anything in your first like look at your Mars like Look at your chart. Yeah, look at who's ruling it. It's going to get, it is going to color information because mine's Leo. So that's rules the sun. I look at my sun, which is Taurus, and that's in the 11th. All my Taurus, obviously Taurus. I'm like, yeah, this is like, these work together. It's like, oh, just do my Taurus. You should, it's going to color in more info because I know what Lisa's saying is important. Like empty houses, we did the episode. We're breaking the myth. They're not like anything to worry about. It is maybe just going to be an area of your life that's not particularly highlighted or like maybe like something that needs your immediate attention or some a lesson you might a big lesson you might learn. We're always learning fucking or little I lessons every is, day. This is also where the let's separate houses from signs. Yeah. Things go into there where it's like, OK, you don't have any planets in your second house. Well, what kind of stuff do you have around you? Do you have did you have. Uh, did your family have a lot of stuff growing up? Were you given a lot of gifts as the thing? Like, let's look for conditions and environments and not attribute it as much to these things because it is anything that's not the first house is going to be more environmental uh, because it's not about your physical body. So it's not it's a it, situation. Yes, exactly. So look at your look. I like this. I I'm really stoked on second house and yeah, it's cool. It's 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 really like. Well, it's, it's just like so fun to talk about. Like, I don't think we ever really talk about money and things like it's because that feels like like a fraught, like dumb conversation. But it's like it doesn't have but to be But it's dumb. not because cool. how we talk about anything is how we talk about everything. So Whoa. don't be afraid to talk about your stuff and your money because it's bigger than that. And it needs to be said. Again, so. screenshot your bank account challenge. Yes. Do it. And bring your dog to your... And show uh, and tell. Show and tell. Oh, no. Yeah, no, show and We should do dog. show and tell on Zoom. We should do that for the next Patreon Q&A. Okay. That would be I good. know what or I'm... Just, share, just okay. share an Instagram story. Is share, oh. Give us a show and tell, an object that you're happy about that uh, means a lot to you. Show and tell us your pets. Oh, yeah. At show and tell. Slash your bank account slash your pet slash second your most house show object. And, second house show and tell hashtag. Yeah. Show us your second house. Show us love your second it. house. Hashtag. Show us your second house. Thank Brandon. you guys so much for listening. We love you. <laughs> um, you are valuable to us. Oh, totally. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, babies. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. 
questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your sign?